Welcome, welcome to you know another episode of my podcast, Well Sense and Vincent. I'm your host, Vincent Batts. This is gonna be an interesting one, you know, mainly because you know, every conversation I start, I, I'm usually always like amazed by the complexity, depending on you know who I'm talking to. But in, in this case, I'm, I'm talking to everyone. And, you know, no one's actually directly saying anything back to me, but, you know, that's where the excitement comes from. Because, like, after the episode, I can kind of gauge you know, what the thoughts are. I can get feedback. I just got some feedback on the last episode um, about how people felt. And it was really nice, you know, just getting to have those private conversations. And, you know, just getting to understand, you know, a bit more about the opinions and considerations of others regarding, like, the things I say and how they feel about what I say, um, it's a very humbling experience, but we're going to move on, I'm going to kind of explain how the next few episodes are going to go within like first like three minutes of this one, and then we're going to actually get into the topic, um, so I plan on these first five episodes being mainly audio, I'm waiting on like a little bit more equipment coming in, and um, from there, after the first five episodes, the availability on certain platforms is going to change. Uh, I won't have a routine upload schedule. It's just when I'm able to upload, and we you know whenever I feel, you know, the most passionate about whatever the topic subject is, and how well I'll be able to articulate those thoughts. So you may get to upload on a Tuesday or on a Thursday. I'm on break right now, so you know I don't go back to school until January 14th for second semester. So you should probably see two to three more episodes, including this one. Um, and then probably one per week after that. So that's the first part. Second part is that once this extra equipment comes in, um, I plan on audio being strictly on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Um, and then for YouTube, if you're if you watch this on YouTube, um, you're not going to get the full episode. But thankfully, you can go on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. It'd be free, so you can access it on any of those three if you have an account. Um, but YouTube will be Short clips, I'd say, instead of the traditional 20 to 25 minutes, I try to get on each of these. And some of these will be 30 to 45, depending on, you know, if I have a guest or if the topic's that profound. But you will start seeing like six to seven minute clips with my face of, you know, a certain topic on YouTube. Um, Mainly because, you know, different parts of each episode will have different levels of depth and some of those depths. I would want to have a face behind instead of just your voice. So um, those will be uploaded on YouTube. And then, you know, there'll be a disclaimer at the beginning of each episode. If you want the full episode, you should go um, to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or SoundCloud. And, you know, I may start thinking about putting these on more, like iHeartRadio possibly, maybe Google Podcasts as well. But I'm sticking with the biggest two right now, especially the ones that my friends use. use. Um, so, yeah, um, that pretty much sums it up. Like I said, uh First five episodes will be strictly audio, and then we'll move on after the second five. I mean, once the second five starts, so that'll be episode six, um, once the other equipment comes in. And then I think I'll do these episodes um, in seasons. Uh, So, like, this is season one. Um, And they'll vary depending on what stage of, like, my life I think I'm in regarding, you know, goals, regarding topics, craziness, you know, things like that. So today, I'm going to talk about the luck of loneliness. You know, I, I just came up with that title because it just makes sense. Um, 
And the reason why is because, you know, I've been feeling kind of lonely, you know, the past. I'd say all my life I felt lonely and, and, you know, at different times, not all the time. I've gotten better, especially when I got into like my senior year of high school, when I really started to notice that change. But um, all my life, I'd say, you know, loneliness, loneliness is truly a lucky thing. And, you know, people get loneliness confused with being alone because being alone is a choice. You know, if you're and I'm going to break it down this way, you know, if you're single because you just haven't found a stride and, you know, a partner actually liking you, like you've gone on plenty of dates, none of them are really worked out. You're kind of lonely in that regard, because then that's something that's out of your control, whether someone else likes you. And, you know, that's a matter of luck or coincidence. If you if you're single because you've decided that you don't want to date or, you know, take intimacy into that extreme that's a choice you're choosing to be alone i'll do another example you know you're you're lonely if you're the only one out of your friend group who didn't get invited to you know a party or an event you know that once again was a kind of out of your control but if you got invited let's say you got invited and you chose not to go then you decided to be alone so loneliness and being alone or, you know, being lonely and being alone are two different things. You know, one's luck or mere coincidence and, you know, the other's actually a choice. So that's the first thing. But most people are lonely. Um, most people don't really choose to be alone, you know, unless they're like introverts who kind of enjoy their own space. Yeah. And as I was saying, I felt lonely most of my life. You know, loneliness stems from... You know, one major thing being, you know, like a lack of connection within a friend group. And, you know, in my experience, as well as like from research from like counselors and my counselor specifically. Um, and then just like what I've read up on loneliness also stems from, you know, inconsistency in parents, unavailability in parents. Um, and just, you know, a lack of getting your like emotional needs met, you know, in your childhood. That's where loneliness stems from. You know, even the worst part about it is that we distract ourselves from that loneliness. You know, it's never, it's never really that, you know, we actually try to face the loneliness. And the best way to do that is to, you know, be alone. You know, when you're actually feeling lonely, you know, take it onto the head. Like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm actually feeling this way. There's some things that I can do about it. But when people try that, they, they usually don't go the right route. You know, they usually try to distract themselves. By being around other people, you know, to distract them from the feeling. But, you know, as you will learn, and maybe some of you have already learned, you know, distraction is not resolution. It's not. In fact, distraction is even worse than the time it takes to find a solution. Because, you know, finding a solution in something that you're dealing with, it's hard, it's difficult, but it's it's needed. But distracting yourself from the things that are actually, you know, problematic in your life. It's very unnecessary. It causes more problems than creates. I mean, than solves. Um, and yeah, it, it's just not good. So most people distract themselves. You know, I can say, out. You know, we're, we're past twenty twenty, but I probably say a lot of people felt even more lonely in twenty twenty than you know ever before. You know, in, in isolation. You know, the way we tried to get around those feelings were whenever we had the opportunity to, you know, actually be with other people. We took a jump at it. You know, we'd compromise, you know, our, our safety, you know, regarding our health. We'd put ourselves more at risk, you know, to try to get away from these feelings of, 
you know, abandonment, loneliness, um, isolation. And, you know, those are not good feelings. And you're very, you know, those reactions are very warranted. I, for one, am one of them, you know. Uh, I'd had to quit my job, so I wasn't really getting much interaction at my job because I didn't want to put myself at risk for COVID. Um, And this is like early. This is March. I think this was March 27th when I had to quit my job. Yeah. Actually, no. It was like March 19th because I, yeah. So we'll move on from that. But yeah, I had to quit my job. I'd stayed home for about a month and a half. And uh, it was driving me crazy, you know. My parents are already dealing with COVID, you know, in their own way. Not actually having it, but just, you know, the struggle of being alone and not really being able to talk to anyone besides being on the phone. Um, And, you know, I'm a social guy. Every weekend I had the opportunity to be out. I was out. You know, if it didn't put me at risk with school, I was out doing something. You know, maybe at an event with one of my friends, you know, on a friend date. I love friend dates. Friend dates are amazing, you know. Um... I'll go on a little tangent here. Friend dates are probably one of the one things I genuinely did not to distract myself from loneliness. You know, because it wasn't a matter of being lonely; it was a matter of wanting to meet someone new. And you know, with guys, it's super easy. It's just like, hey, bro, you know, hey, let's go hoop sometime. You know, let's let's go to the mall. You know, buy something. You know, cop some new shoes. That's easy. With a girl, it's a bit more difficult because you know the approach with girls is like. Hey, do you like me? Like, and you know, boys have actually kind of ruined that <laughs> for me because most girls I interact with, I don't, I don't really see myself trying to engage with them. Not, that's not a matter of their attractiveness, you know. Um, it's just I like having a variety of friends, and I like having a variety of friends that have I have different levels of intimacy with if that makes any sense and that may be the wrong word but um like people I can connect with on different levels you know I have two girl best friends and it it hurt even more not being able to see them because like I'm closer with them than I am with like some of my guy friends but that just shows you like the variety that I have um and you know I do a lot with my guy friends but you know these girl these girl best friends genuinely get me or at least we get along so well that you know they're they're unproblematic one and then two they were easy to talk to because they gave great advice and you know even more than the advice once again we just had a lot in common so the conversation was easy to spark and easy to keep on going because it's kind of just it's like clicking but yeah and if we get back to you know the topic of loneliness um, like I said, everybody felt lonely in 2020. I'm sure a lot of people did because the year before everything was fine. So then you have to ask yourself, well, how do you solve loneliness? And I even don't have this answer. I just know it's a lot easier when it was kind of forced upon me to actually deal with it head on. Because, you know, the reality is that I didn't know when I was going to be able to see anyone again. It's different when you have a timetable on your loneliness. Like say it's like, we'll go back to the partying example. You know, say you didn't get invited. And that's by luck. Once again, that was something that was out of your control. Um, You know you're only going to be lonely for a set amount of time until, like, your friends leave that party or until the next day when you're able to get out again um, and talk to them. Or maybe once they get out of that party, you can call them, talk to them about how the party was. Hey, yeah, how was the party? Oh, yeah, it was good. 
and and that's it. But you know, when it's forced upon you and you really don't know when you're going to get out, it, you know, it really puts you in a situation where you have to tackle it head on. I'll give you all an example. So earlier in the semester, when COVID had like reached its peak on my campus, I go to Georgia Tech for you all that don't know if it's your first time tuning in. COVID really, it, it affected the campus bad. And, you know, I had got contact traced because someone I was just hanging with, you know, um, and this kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier. I, I really love meeting new people, you know, and that's not a matter of being lonely. You know, it, it may stem from it, but it's really a matter of compassion. And I love to connect. Like, I, I, you know, I never meet a stranger. That's something my dad said to me all the time. He's like, you know, no stranger, regardless if they are a stranger to you because they're a possible friend. And, you know, that's the case. And I was meeting someone who was going to be a possible friend. Super cool dude. But he caught me like 30 minutes after I left him. He said, hey, I just tested positive, man. You know, you got to get tested and then. Um, you know, let them know to contact trace you. And they did. I got put in a hotel for about 10 days and that fucking sucked. (laughs) That fucking sucked. You know, because it's like, it was out of my control. You know, I didn't really have the choice to, you know, I didn't decide that I was going to be there. That was kind of forced upon me. And, you know, I didn't really know when I was going to get out until like a few days later after I'd been in the hotel for a while. I was like, Hey, you can leave. So-and-so once we kind of realized that, you know, no symptoms have come up. And uh, you're you're free to go, and that you know you're not actually asymptomatic or infectious. Um, so yeah, I stayed in there for ten days. Thought I was going to stay in there for fourteen, but um, I really had to like fight some like demons. And I hate using that term, but that that's actually the way it was. It's like I had to one. My girlfriend at the time used to get on me about like you know how I could never really leave someone alone. And, you know, like, I'm always trying to do something. And she had a point. I didn't like to listen to her about it, but she had a great point. And uh, I didn't realize it until after I was in the hotel. Like, you know, a, a big part of wanting to connect with a lot of people is because I don't like to be alone. Not because I'm choosing to not be alone. Because, you know, I'm trying to force myself to be around other people to avoid that loneliness. So I had to tackle it head on. You know, I had to, you know, and they... They say there's some like things you can do to actually be comfortable with being by yourself because loneliness, you know, it's a lack of detachment or it's a lack of attachment to friends. And even more than that, a lack of attachment and intimacy with other people like family or like a girlfriend or boyfriend slash significant other. And when you don't have either of those things, like either three, you know, to actually bail you out of dealing with the loneliness, you have to deal with it. So... I had to. And, you know, they say, you know, self-love is always key. So make sure that, you know, if you're ever feeling lonely, do things that you enjoy. You know, watch some Netflix. You know, finding a new hobby is another one. Because yeah, at that point, you're finding something that you'll genuinely enjoy, but it's passing the time. You know, and it's not a distraction at that point. Because you're actually, you're actively dealing with the loneliness. Once again, it's a lucky situation because you can't choose when you're alone. Well, you can't choose when you're lonely. You can choose when you're alone. So do something that you enjoy. So I did a lot of journaling. I did a lot of writing, too. I got a lot of poetry written in those 10 days. And I love writing. I love expressing myself. That's why I started this podcast. Remember, I said in that first episode, I want you all to see me be vulnerable because I pretty much am a vulnerable dude. I don't have a problem expressing myself. I'll cry in front of my friends. I'll cry in front of people I don't know. 
but I loved expressing myself. So I wrote poetry. I caught up on some shows, some shows that I had really been procrastinating on. I did that. I did find a new hobby, and um, that hobby, in fact, was like stretching, which is so weird, you know. And it's it's a health thing too, but I tried like some you know some yoga poses and you know like some stretches that I can do to kind of like just ease the tension a bit. I'm a dude that moves around a lot. I just wanted to be able to calm down, and I found out I really enjoy stretching. So like I I ever since then I stretch. You know, at least once a day. I'm trying to do like, you know, one in the evening and one in the morning, like when I wake up and before I go to sleep. But I do stretch at least once a day. So that's something. And, you know, those are things that have kind of like ridded me of the, you know, the guilt of being lonely. Like, you know, like how did I end up by myself? Right. So then there's a second time. And this is when I actually caught COVID. And remember, that episode is coming up soon. And I want that to be an episode that's in person. So that'll probably be episode six or seven, one of the two. So yeah, second time, this is December 11th. Oh, and for this doesn't really add to the conversation, but the first time when I was by myself in quarantine, um, that was late August. I'd say like August 26th. I didn't get out till September 3rd, so like August 23rd probably. Yeah, I think that's it. Um... So back at it, December 11th, I took a test for COVID, and then three days later, I came back positive. So then I had to quarantine from that day until the 21st, because you're supposed to isolate 10 days from the onset of symptoms. And symptoms started December 11th. Um, and those seven days weren't as bad as the you know the first time I got quarantined, mainly because I kind of dealt with this monster before. You know, I was speaking to my girlfriend, who is now my ex, but we're, we're good. We're friends now. And... um she was like, oh, I can actually see that you've gotten better about this. And, you know, she's a person who was very observant about this because I'm talking to her every day. And she kind of like could see the pattern of me trying to, you know, be around other people, not just because I like being around them, but because I was trying to avoid being by myself. And uh, I did not have a problem. Like, you know, I did all the things in isolation that I, you know, was just learning how to do in quarantine, catching up on shows, you know, rewatching some favorite movies. You know, catching up on some um, poetry because I just like writing poetry. Like, like, once again, it's just a very freeing thing. And then stretching, once again. Stretching and then didn't really meditate, but I, I did practice some mindfulness. Like, just staying in the moment. I have a hard problem with that, too. And that's also a problem of loneliness, you know. It's the, as I said earlier, it's the anticipation of when the loneliness ends, but... It also really does not help with mindfulness because mindfulness is, you know, the practice of staying present, you know, being mindful of the things that are around you in the moment. But, you know, it's the anticipation of one, when you won't be lonely again. And then two, how were you lonely in the first place? Like, what is the, you know, what are those things? Once again, if we go back to the party situation, it would be, okay, well, the party ends in three hours. So, you know, once 12 o'clock comes, if the party ends at nine, I'll be able to talk to my friends again. But, you know, I would have been able to go with them if I'd gotten invited, but I didn't get invited by so-and-so. And that's how the example works. But once again, it puts a damper on mindfulness, and that's a stressor, actually. So there's a lot of things about loneliness, um, you know, that are, are truly negative. But then let's talk about being alone, you know, because we, we're, we're on 19 minutes and like 54 seconds. And, you know, we have six minutes left. So let's end the last bit of this podcast with... 
with uh, with being alone because you know being alone is a choice and we've gotten past the luck of loneliness now it's when you're actually comfortable being alone and you decide to there's a lot of things you figure out about yourself when you decide to be alone one is your tolerance for other people you know to to what degree do you need other people around you and are you good at entertaining yourself you know but you can't figure out these things until you decide to be alone and then loneliness and being alone kind of coincide you can Decide to be alone after you've realized that you were going to be lonely for an evening. I've done that before. Um, it's happened a few times here on campus. And, you know, not by, you know, any, like, hostility or anything. It was just a matter of circumstance. Like, you know, a few friends would go to, like, insomnia cookies. And I would want to go with them, but, you know, I wouldn't want to walk. Or, you know, I would want to go with them, but I didn't get word of it until it was too late. And they ended up going. And then... You know, I have to be like, oh, okay, well, you know, they'll get back in a few, but what can I do until then? And, you know, and then it's not what can I do until then? It's like, well, what do I want to do now? And that's the that's the part about being alone as well. Being alone keeps you mindful. It keeps you in the present. Because it's a decision, you know, and you only make decisions in the present. You can't make a decision for the future. You can make a decision for the present that affects the future, but you can't decide in the future you will be successful or like in the future you will be compassionate or in the future, you'll be a good friend. You can only decide that now, but you make those decisions in the present. And when you're deciding to be alone, you're deciding to be mindful of what's going to happen now. And none of that's luck. All of that, all of that is by choice. All of that is by preference. And that's the great thing, you know, and I would suggest everyone really, I'd say, if you're the type of person that's a people person, you have a problem with loneliness. And I know you do. Because I'm a people person. I don't want to speak for you. It'd be incorrect of me to speak for you. But I just have a very good feeling that you have a problem with being lonely. You know, that there, there's some underlying principle about your connection with other people that you feel you value. And that if you're lonely, you're contradicting those values. That you're not a people person after all if you decide to be by yourself. You know. That's not the case. That's very, very, like, that's, that's thinking that's not rooted in reality. It's not rooted in, you know, the belief of connection and, you know, the desire for intimacy. And, you know, I'll correct this because I love the word intimacy. It's a great word. If it could be word of the day for me, I'd probably make it word of the day like, you know, like once a week every day. That's just how good of a word it is because it's such a profound word. And I want to correct this. When, when you hear me say that, it's not intimacy on the level of sex. It's intimacy on a level of connection. Because, you know, you can connect by having sex, but you can connect by doing a lot of different things, by bonding over something, by doing an activity at the same time as someone else, by talking to someone. All of those are ways of connection. But it's... It's through deeper connection when you actually find, you know, things that are in common or you both have a mutual understanding and joy for what's happening in the present that an activity then becomes a bit more intimate. Like secret telling. Netflix and chill. All of that. So the way I'm going to end this podcast is I'm going to do a challenge for myself and for you. You know, the challenge is going to be if you're a people person. And you have a problem with being lonely, 
take two out of seven nights of the week to do things you enjoy by yourself. And don't announce that you're going to be by yourself. Let people ask that you if like if you're doing something and tell them, I just decided to be alone tonight. You know, give myself some me time. And that's not the only part of the challenge. Come back and tell yourself, you know, question, what do you enjoy about what are you doing alone? And, you know, do you want to make that a routine? Is that something that you want to pick up as a hobby? Is that something you actually found out you enjoyed because you enjoyed it? You know, not just because it, it passed the time, but that you, it genuinely brought you some happiness. So, you know, that's that's the challenge. I hope you all had a great time with this episode. I'm really looking forward to and really enjoying how this podcast is going. You know, it's, it's episode two, but I'm genuinely excited. You know, and this is important. You know, th- these are conversations that need to be had because it's better if it's someone like me than like a counselor or a parent telling you these things because then you're not going to listen. Shit, I wouldn't listen. Damn right I wouldn't listen. You know, eventually I'd have to, but if you're hearing it from someone like me, like if I was hearing this conversation with someone my age, I'd be all ears because they're my age. They're dealing with the same things that I'm dealing with, you know, in this age of, you know, you know, social media and, you know, short attention spans and, you know, being further away from the people we enjoy the most than ever before. These are all problems. These are systemic problems. So, yeah. We're going to do it that way. But like I said, I hope you all had a great time listening to this. Let me know what you think. I really hope you enjoyed this. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what you all do with these challenges. All right. Y'all have a good day.